This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. Hey, everyone. Great to see you or I guess be heard by you. Uh, So we've been doing this ongoing series of interviews with entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things that are also doing amazing things for the planet. And today's guest is doing something that I personally love. LeGrand Cruz is the co-founder of Super 73, which is an electric vehicle company that makes bikes that not only work great, but they're just really damn cool looking and super fun to ride. So uh, I'm going to find out all about it. So let's talk to LeGrand Cruz. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Dan. Nice to be here. So, yeah, I mean, I the the bikes describe the bikes because they're they're not uh, they're not. They're they're very utilitarian, but they just look they look as fun as they are to ride. Yeah, so uh, I guess it's a little bit tough without visual representation. So I'll do my best to describe it. But our bikes are very non-traditional. They don't look like any kind of bicycle you've probably seen before. They look more like an old school uh, mini bike, like a little mini moto, almost uh, kind of harkening back to the '70s, kind yeah. of that retro uh, uh, time. So, uh, so yeah, quite quite different uh, than than your typical run of the mill uh, e bike for sure. And so, well, let's let's go back a little bit to uh, how did you how did you find yourself here? I know you've been in this industry for for quite a while, but how did Super Seventy Three get born? What what was the thinking? Tell me all that good stuff. Yeah, so. Uh, I guess there's the uh, there's Super 73 story, and then there's the you know there's the backstory to even that. Um, so I guess I'll start with um, uh, with really the first time that I was introduced to e-bikes, and that was a little over 11 years ago uh, when uh, I was commuting to work uh, about 17 miles and and really hating everything in terms of the traffic. Uh, podcasts weren't a thing uh, back then, uh, uh-huh, like right. so. So, so I, I might have felt a little differently if that was the case. Um, but really, that's what what led me to to e-bikes was that I wanted to have an alternative way uh, to get to work that wasn't a, you know being in traffic and listening to the same uh, you know, music or uh, radio stations every time. And so, uh, you know, I started actually with a regular bicycle, and uh, you know, realized that um, you know showing up to work sweaty and uh, is, is is not a great thing. And yeah. and then also at the end of the day, it's not very fun to have to, you know, get on the bike and pedal back. And right. so, so, so that's really what led me to building the first uh, bike that I did. And so from that experience, uh, I spent about five or six years doing all sorts of things in the, uh, in the e-bike industry, I guess, everything from a retail store to uh, distributing other brands to uh, actually even uh, creating a drive system uh, that you could actually convert almost any kind of bicycle into an electric bicycle. Mm. And that experience is actually what led me to to meet uh, my fellow co-founders and what ultimately ended up being Super 73. And so the way that that story starts is that uh, there was 
Another group, uh, uh, you know, that was working on, uh, I guess, uh, uh, different projects. Uh, at the time, they had kind of a scooter that they were working on, and uh, they'd contacted me uh, to electrify that uh, that platform uh, because I had these drive systems that uh, that I had been uh, distributing and, and, and selling for quite some time. And uh, so we got together, and there was a few folks from that team uh, that I really hit it off with, and uh, you know, we. We're a group of 20, 30 somethings, and we got together and we were thinking, you know, gosh, there's, um, uh, you know, we love this space, um, but nobody is doing anything for people like us. And so we decided, you know what, we have uh, a small little uh, fab shop, a little facility, we can, you know, make some things in, uh, we have, uh, you know, this you know, creative group. So uh, let's, let's do uh, a new project every single month, we'll throw it on Kickstarter, and we'll see if one of these is successful. And so the very first of those projects was actually the first Super 73 uh, e-bike. And, uh, and the way that all came together is uh, we actually took uh, a taco mini bike, which if you're unfamiliar, these are, uh, these have been around for actually, uh, I think about four, actually about 50 years now. Uh, and they are, they used to be sold in catalogs. Uh, and, you know, back in the seventies, you could take these, you'd, uh, you know, weld them at home, you'd put a little gas, uh, uh, you know, call it a lawnmower engine in it. Yeah. Uh, and you could cruise around. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and it was a big scene, uh, especially in Southern California, uh, you know, years and years ago. Well, those are still being sold, believe it or not. Wow. And so, yeah, so we actually bought one of those, uh, chopped that first, uh, that, that one up and, uh, you know, kind of made this Frankenstein machine with, uh, uh, you know, another bike and a few other parts. And we really you know, created this unique product and, and it was, uh, you know, a combination of not just the product, but it was really of how we, uh, you know, positioned it, uh, how we, uh, told the story of, of, of what it meant and, and what that could bring to people in terms of being able to get outside and enjoy, uh, you know, these personal, this personal form of transportation. And, um, and then we went on Kickstarter and that was the genesis of the company. And, and, you know, to, it's pretty wild to think about now, but our, our initial goal was to sell 25 of these bikes. Uh -huh. uh, we ended up selling over 500 uh, wow. through the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign. So, so that was really what launched the, uh, launched the company initially. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's a, a lot, lot to, lot to dig, uh, dig into there. So, uh, I guess just with those numbers, uh, when does, uh, when you, when you've got a startup like this, when does, uh, this is awesome. We got all these orders turn into panic. Like, how are we going to fulfill all these orders? <laughs> well, to be honest, that happened uh, the minute that the campaign closed. Okay. <laughs> it was, it, it was, and, and in fact, I'll be, I'll be very, very uh, honest in that, um, uh, you know, it kind of ramped in the very last week. Uh, so, so actually I uh, hadn't really been paying too much attention to, uh, to, to, to just how crazy it had gotten. And, and we all kind of yeah, woke up there at the end and it was like, oh my God, what did we do? We, we, we certainly weren't prepared to make these, uh, you know, to make that many of them. We had a small little shop in uh, Tustin, California, in Orange County. Um, we had, you know, a handful of people there. And, and we had committed to building these in, in the U.S. by hand and everything. So um, it, was, it was quite, uh, I would tell you, we, we started off definitely the hard way. Um, we, we fulfilled all of those orders. It took us, uh, I believe, if I'm, I believe it was close to 15, 15 to 18 months uh, to actually fully wow. fulfill all of yeah, that. Yeah, right, so, right. 
So very easy to create a video and put it online <laughs> and, and, and create this hype. It's a whole different ball of wax to actually build and deliver, you know, product. That's that's fantastic. Um, so in so let's let's talk about the video a little bit uh, in, in a marketing sense. So like e-bikes, uh, an exploding industry, very cool. There, you know, I've tried to different brands. I, I have fun when I whenever I ride one. Like. Uh, so how did you how did you kind of come up with this this angle to to separate yourself? Because I do see your bikes zipping around town a lot, and they they just look, people smile when they're riding them. <laughs> yeah. So the key, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I had already spent uh, about six five six years, uh, you know, in the e bike industry, if you want to call it that, uh, when Super Seventy Three started. And one of the things that I recognized, and and I think that really I recognized when we had the success with that initial bike, was that there was going to be a form factor, there was going to be a product and and, and a way of of marketing and presenting that to the general public that would get them excited about these e-bikes. And, you know, today it's easy because everybody kind of knows what they are. I don't have to explain it anymore. People understand what an electric bicycle is, but, yeah. but that wasn't the case six years ago. And so, uh, you know, really the, the whole idea was how do we make something desirable that people want to want to be on that want to be and want to be seen on. And, and I, I, I think about it a little bit, um, in the same way that, uh, you know, and, and I know everybody wants to compare them, you know, themselves to Tesla, but you know, Tesla did a fantastic job, right? They took EVs, went from being golf carts uh, or uh, you know, yeah, uh, uh, versions of that to something sexy and cool and desirable and something that you wanted to 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 uh, to own and to have. And so it was that same kind of approach with our products, and we said, let's make it. Uh, you know, not only, uh, you know, really cool looking uh, and a really uh, unique style, but let's uh, encourage uh, people to uh, to use these vehicles as a canvas to express themselves. And so one of the things that you may or may not know, I'm, I'm not sure, um, but there is this insane scene of people that just, they customize their bikes. And if you ever have a chance to go to a, a meetup or you see a whole bunch of Super 73s together, I would venture to bet you're not going to see, you know, the vast majority of them, or at least a very uh, good portion of those are going to look nothing like they do coming from uh, the factory. They're, <laughs> they're going to be very heavily modded. So uh, it's uh, pretty cool to see. That is cool. Have you ever um, seen a modded one and thought like, oh, we should, we should do that. We should make it like, look like that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and this is the and this is the beauty of it, right? We have limited resources and and actually our community has been, I think, integral to uh to our growth and to our success. Um and it's one of the things that we we talk a lot of internally and, and I'm not sure how, how well it uh translates externally, but uh we have this this absolute amazing community of riders. They're very engaged with the brand uh and they're very excited to be writing uh, our product. And they're also very vocal, uh, and they provide a lot of a lot of feedback. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that can sometimes that can be uh, you know that can cut both ways, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know we'll, we we take it. And, and and at the end of the day, um, you know nothing is perfect, and uh, and we're always striving to improve our products. So now now people who are listening to this can't see what's behind you, but there's a pretty awesome bike uh, that you've got behind you on screen here, and it's. It does not look like a bicycle at all. So what what's up there? What are we looking at? Yeah, so uh, so behind me is our uh 
I guess it would be the first entry into a full-blown motorcycle. Uh, we call it the C1X. And uh, it's a concept that is going to go to production. Uh, we'll be shipping it in 2024. And uh, we just announced it uh, in March of this year. And, and really, it's the, it represents, I think, the first uh, expansion of our uh, kind of core product line. So up to this point, we have sold exclusively products that are legally classified as electric bicycles. And that means uh, you know they, they can uh, operate in most places that a bicycle can, and you don't need a license, insurance, or registration. Um, but uh, now uh, we are kind of going in both directions, both with uh, youth product, as well as with a fully street legal on-road motorcycle that you can actually get up to freeway speeds. Um, and really the idea there is to have a step-up product. Um, it, it's kind of hard uh, to understand if you don't see it in person, but the scale of our motorcycle is about 25% smaller than what we would call a standard motorcycle. So it's actually compact mm. and light uh, and designed to be something that, again, is very easy to handle and to use uh, you know, in, in, in kind of an everyday casual way. Right. So, and, uh, so how you said it could get to uh highway speeds, like what, what's the range looking like more coming up from our guests, but first a word from our sponsor. Who doesn't want to do right by the planet? Well, one of the easiest ways is to use paper. And another is to choose products that come in paper-based packaging. Because paper comes from trees, a natural and renewable resource. And here in the U.S., private forest owners carefully maintain healthy forests and their habitats to provide our essential paper products. And those products can be recycled up to seven times. Thanks to innovative design solutions, everyday items from cosmetics to liquid detergents are now using paper-based packaging, making it easier than ever for consumers to do good for the planet. And the same goes for business owners. Choosing paper-based packaging materials is a great way to take the sustainable path forward that also gives back. So choose paper and help America's forests thrive. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com. And our next sponsor. This episode of Get A Real Job is presented by State Farm. Being a small business owner can be so fulfilling, rewarding, and let's be honest, a little scary from time to time. Doing your own thing and being your own boss is great, but sometimes it can make you feel like you're all alone, especially when things aren't going so great. Well, the folks at State Farm want you to know you aren't alone. State Farm has thousands of agents who are small business owners too, so they know what it takes to protect everything you work so hard for. State Farm has an assortment of insurance policies for small businesses that can be tailored to your needs. So whether you're a hairstylist, an electrician, or a florist, State Farm agents are ready to help. Learn more and find an agent today at statefarm.com slash small business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and we're back yeah so and when i say highway speeds uh being south southern california if you can't go 75 to 80 uh you are a um you know you're gonna you're a menace on the freeway so, <laughs> so, so this is uh so this is the target uh, target speed wow um but uh, but, you know, range is, you know, one of the problems with um, with any kind of a two-wheeled vehicle and a motorcycle in particular is that there's just a limited amount of real estate, right? You can't just uh, just throw more batteries at it. You need to have a finite amount of space. Um, and so the range is, is something that we're, uh, you know, we're really keen you know, on getting right. And what we're targeting is 100 miles of uh, city range. Mm. And um, so the, what that translates to uh, in highway speeds is probably closer to maybe 40 uh, miles or so. Yeah. Um, uh, again, 
again, those numbers are not uh, concrete and in stone. We're still doing, we're still in yeah. that development phase, but, uh, but those are the targets currently. So what, what led you to like, why, why aren't you a motorcycle designer? I mean, I guess you kind of mm-hmm. are, but like what, what led you down this, this E path? Yeah. So for me personally, I guess, you know, we go way, way back. Uh, I've always, I've always been a fan of cycling, actually, uh, believe it or not. Uh, so when I was a teen, I actually, uh, got really big into mountain biking. I did some amateur cross country mountain bike racing. I, I was just obsessed with, uh, you know, with that uh, sport. Uh, and as I got older, uh, you know, started having, uh, you know, regular jobs, uh, put that in air quotes. Um, then, uh, you know, I, it was just a hobby and I, and I, and I maintained it and everything, but I never thought of, um, certainly of bicycles as, as any kind of real transportation at that time. And, and it wasn't until again, my experience about uh, 11 years ago and my last quote unquote real job that I had and where I had this commute that that was the first time where I thought, you know what, there's gotta be a better way than, you know, sitting through this traffic and hating my life for two, two and a half hours every single day. Um, and so that was really, I think the, the genesis of, 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 of at least myself internally, you know, the, the switch flipping and going, hang on a second, you know, why do we have to do it this way? Who, who says that you have to be in a car all the time? And it wasn't until I think that I, I really, you know, made that, that change in my own, uh, I guess, my own mentality, my own thought process that I really embraced the idea that, you know, these more personal forms of transportation could really be something that an everyday person could enjoy and, and, um, and, and, and use in a way that isn't just, um, you know, you know, trying to do good for the environment or trying to, uh, to have exercise. It's, it's actually about just, you know, being more intelligent about the use of resources. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, 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 to me, it's, it's a, it's a fairly basic equation. You know, you take a, uh, the size of a car versus the size of, yeah, of, yeah. A, of an e-bike, right. Or an e-motorcycle or anything. There's significantly less resources that go into creating something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I, it reminds me of, uh, I was at a car museum and looking at the minis and, you know, they look mm. funny and they're cute or whatever, but it was like, there was a reason because it was during wartime and they needed all that steel and supplies to make other stuff. So they made the cars as exactly. small as humanly possible. Um, exactly. So, so what about the whole angle of this, which is, you know, being an entrepreneur, running your own company, you know, it uh, seems to be you're doing great, uh, very fulfilling, but you know it's risky. Uh, like, uh, how did you approach that as opposed to kind of you know getting a real job? Oh man, um, yeah, risk is is the name of the game. Uh, there is just no two ways about it. Um, and, I, and I guess I'll, I'll tell a couple uh, a couple of instances to to to, to illustrate that. Uh, the first was when I, I first decided to take the full leap into entrepreneurship uh, and uh, and left, I guess, my last, uh, you know, quote unquote, regular job. And so, um, you know, really what what it came down to and, and this is going to sound you know incredibly uh, simple, but it was. It was like I had to jump in the deep end, you know, right from the get-go. And I had dipped my toes um, at times. You know, I mentioned that I built this first e-bike and, you know, I, I showed a lot of people it. I, I you know, had built, uh, you know, some other bikes for a few friends and family members. Um, but I distinctly remember the time where I, you know, just drew a line in the sand and I said, if I want to do this, 
I'm going to have to just jump into it completely. It means I'm not going to be getting any more paychecks. It means there yeah. is no guarantee of success. Um, and, um, you know, and it wasn't until I made that switch. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm spending you know, however many hours a day, how many waking hours there were in a day and, and, and trying to figure it out. And, and when I did that, it was, you know, these different opportunities started to, to, to come up. And it was really just about, again, just jumping in and doing it. And, and I'll be very uh, frank. It took me an almost a decade to get the courage to do that. <laughs> so this, this was not like, you know, I graduated high school and it was, uh, you know, yes, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and here we're going to go. Um, I always wanted to go down that path, but it took almost 10 years for me to get the courage to do it. Wow. So it was, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and then the second last story on that is that, uh, is, is a super 73 story. Um, I had another business, uh, prior to super 73 and actually, um, you know, my life was, uh, was, was pretty easy and pretty nice with that business, smaller, you know, smaller <clears throat> business and had a lot less employees and a lot less uh, product and a lot less, uh, you know, these, of these issues, but but, um, you know, with Super 73, when when that started and, and, and when I recognized what that could become and what it represented and and really with my fellow co-founders, you know, what we could create together with this incredible team, um, it was the same leap of faith in that I made a conscious decision to start to wind down the other business, incorporate some elements into Super 73, and again, just take that full leap into Super 73, which was honestly, in my opinion, an even larger risk because I had a kind of a comfortable, you know, yeah. life and business yeah, right, already. Right. Um, and I gave that up to, to, cause I thought that there was something better here <laughs> in super 73 and, and knock on wood, but so far that's turned out to be correct. Uh, no, that's amazing. Um, you know, I, as you, as you're talking and saying that the name, I, I love the name super 73. It like, it just evokes something like immediately it, it puts, puts a picture in your head. Like how, how did you, how'd you land on that? What was that process like? Yeah, well, uh, for those that uh, that don't know, uh, naming a company is one of the most difficult yeah. things to do. Yeah. It's so hard to create something that it has meaning uh, that you can get a, maybe a trademark or a website for, and, and a lot of times that ends up being the uh, the determining factor. But for us, uh, what happened is we built the very first bike, and we kept using you know the adjective "super" for everything. It was like, wow, this is super cool, it's super amazing, super fun. And I think initially we said, oh, what if we called it you know the product a super bike? Um, and, uh, and we're like, well, that's 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 kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, we can't just call it that. And so actually, the the product itself, we ended up calling Super Seventy Three. We didn't think that there was a company at the time, right? It was just an initial product. Um, and the way that we landed on Super 73 is, uh, you know, we had that super piece and, and then we wanted to find, you know, something else that created some kind of meaning. And, and, and the reason 73 kind of, you know, besides the fact that we could trademark it and that we could get the website and all of that yeah. is that, uh, there was meaning behind that, um, specifically for our product. And that means, and what I mean by that is that 1973 was the height of the global oil crisis, uh, where, you know, energy prices, you know, basically mm. went four X, uh, uh, over night. Uh, and there became a gigantic shift in American society to look at alternative forms of transportation. And in fact, it was the birth of a lot of the smaller format 
two-wheeled vehicles. Those taco mini bikes I mentioned, uh, you know, that was, those were all the rage back then. And there yeah. was, you know, mopeds and all of these other vehicles. And so, um, so it really seemed to us that, that, uh, that, that 73, you know, held some meaning for, for our product, our brand. And, uh, and here we are six years later. That's so cool. You just named all these things that like my mom would never let me get. So now I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go out and get one of those mopeds <laughs> and show yeah, her. You can, you, can, you can live your childhood fantasy uh, now with the Super 73. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So, I mean, you've got this, uh, this, this street legal bike on the way, you know, what other... I guess uh, for just getting back to this community thing, you know, with these meetups, is that stuff that's just happened organically? Is the company leading that, pushing that kind of stuff? How's that all happening? Yeah, so the the community is actually self-organizing. Um, you know, we provide... Uh, I guess, support where we can, uh, certainly in the local area in Southern California, we will uh, show up to some of these, but ultimately these are actually self-organized groups. And it's been, it's been incredible to see because it's, it's not even just on a national scale, it's on a global scale. So there's these groups in Europe, in Australia, in Japan, I mean, in, in, in all parts of the U.S. And, uh, you know, they, there's these little e-bike gangs. I, you know, it's kind of weird to call it that, but, uh, you know, that have, that have cropped up uh, in, in Southern California. It tends to be a lot of uh, teenagers uh, that you'll yeah. see uh, rolling around <laughs> in packs. Um, but um, but but these meetups are, are normally uh, organic, and there's even chapters that have formed. Um, and so uh, you know, for for example, there's uh, there's a group in New York that calls themselves the Latino Gang. And, uh, and I'm, I, I'm actually, uh, actually originally from Mexico, believe it or not. Um, and, uh, so, uh, uh, uh you know, I, I grew up here in the States and everything, but, uh, so I, I got an honorary t-shirt from uh. the group that they, <laughs> they sent me. I have a, I have a Latino gang a, a t-shirt. So shout out to a Latino gang. In New That's, York awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. The e yeah. is there an e-bike sons of anarchy? Like what's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. One, one, one day. The, the world is shifting quickly, so we'll see. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Well, man, uh, so cool. Uh, you know, congratulations on the success and everything. And it's just uh, a really cool thing to do. And I, I would, I would encourage people if you live in an area where, like, getting around on a bike. Uh, like mine, like, you know, you don't have to find parking, you don't have to pay for gas, you don't have to be stuck in traffic. It's just such a more fun way to go. And I love your guys' throttle first philosophy because, <laughs> like, you know, there's all these pedal assist things, but it's like, come on, who are we kidding? If you get on this thing, you want to just rev the throttle and go. So I, I think it's cool that you guys have embraced that part of it. I appreciate that, Dan. I think that's a very American thing uh, and uh, something that, that we love. It's like, hey, I, you know, you can pedal if you want, but man, at the end of the day, let's just make the thing go and yeah. have a great time. <laughs> so, exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right, man. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks so much for your time and uh, very cool stuff. So super 73, where uh, it just, is it just super 73.com? Where can people learn about this? Yeah, so uh, so super seventy three dot com uh, website's a great place to go. Uh, also, uh, we're we're very big on social media, uh, and so uh, also check out our uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook groups, and you know every other place uh, online you can imagine. Uh, you'll you won't you won't be able to miss us. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Well, cool. great talking to you, and talk again soon. Yeah, pleasure's mine. Thanks. All ben. right, have a good Take one. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Big people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks.